welcome to the most entertaining, engaging, and charismatic podcast. I am the most charismatic man in entertainment, the Prince of Fresh Air. That's right, I am back live from New York City. And by the way, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger called me, asked me for a little bit of advice. I'll get back to him. You know, I wanted to sit down. By the way, Tom Holland, I know you're listening. I will get back to your email. Don't worry. I will reach back out. And, you know, a lot of people calling me up, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, everybody, Zendaya. I know she was asking me to go to the Lakers game with her, but, you know, I'm busy. You know, I'm, I'm in demand. I am the most charismatic man. So, you know, I'm sorry, Dwayne Wright Johnson, you're the most electric fire man, but I think I'm coming up on you. I think I'm coming up on you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, I just want to sit down and have a meaningful conversation. I don't think I do that enough on this podcast. And, you know, it's been an interesting last couple weeks for me. Um, You know, inflation is a mess, as we all know. Let me tell you something. You know, I went grocery shopping uh, a couple days ago, and I was looking for some ground beef. You know, I, I like ground beef, and I love fish. I love eating that stuff. And $12 for some ground beef for a pound is ridiculous. Um... You know, a, a dozen of eggs, it's like $7 in the city. I mean, at this point, I might need to take out a mortgage loan to afford groceries. Can anybody relate to this? Am I, am I tripping here? Um, it's nuts. I even looked at a bag of frozen fruit, and it was still almost $10. I mean, how can people live in this society? But nonetheless, I digress. I don't want to get into that. But, you know... Honestly, I have had a great, interesting couple weeks. I've had a lot of deep, meaningful conversations with uh, my buddy Odie, lifelong friend. He was on a podcast, The Real Talk with Odysseus Georgiadis. Go check that out. It was a really good episode. And Odie's been in the entertainment industry for many years. He's done, you know, he had his own show on Netflix called Trinkets. He's done a lot of cool other projects with celebrities and movies and TV shows and commercials. Uh, Really good guy I've known for, you know, 13 years now. Uh, Dimitri, everybody knows him. He's a recurring guest on this podcast. And, you know, the other day, me and Odie, you know, we don't really get to sit down and talk often. But when we do, we have these meaningful, deep conversations. And we was in Central Park the other day, just, you know, shooting it up. And we, we went to go grab some coffee somewhere on Park Ave, you know, looking at the, the grocery, uh, looking at the high-end stores. And then when we go, we went to go sit in uh, Central Park and talk. And we just talked about the entertainment industry acting and, you know, the future and, you know, and I want people to realize, you know, trust me, life is hard. You know, sometimes, you know, in life, we feel like our backs against the wall, especially with inflation. I mean, Jesus, I might have to start eating Cheerios now. I can't even afford some cheese. Well, I mean, I can, but I mean, I might have to take out a whole interest, high interest mortgage rate for some cheese. But life seems to sometimes put us against the wall. We feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and things are blocking our path to get to freedom, uh, whether that's inflation or just, you know, a hard day at work or just life feels like you're stuck in a rut. And it's important to have conversations with people who understand you and care about you. And this goes for many people, whether you're pursuing a career in the entertainment industry or whatever career you desire. You know, it's hard. You know, I've been acting for 13 years now. And it is hard. You know, I, I'll say this. A lot of people look at the cool hair, the great personality, the signature charisma. Beat that Dwayne Rock Johnson. That's right. And people think I have it easy. I don't have it easy. Life hits me just as hard as it does other people. Um, I may just seem cool. I may seem like a superhero to some people. But I'm an ordinary person. I'm not better than anybody. And life kicks me down too. I've had many days where I thought I was going to have a hard time just, you know, getting by in society, uh, pursuing my love for the entertainment and the arts. I love performing. I love content creating. And, you know, me and Odie, we sat down, we had a two, three hour conversation, just talking. Me and Dimitri the other day, we had a long, meaningful conversation too. And this ties into the episode, relationships. Relationships are a big thing in our society. And social media has kind of ruled that in a sense. Uh, the way how we we communicate with each other, the way how we interact with each other, it has changed the game. Whether it's dating, whether it's friendships and family, uh, relationships are a big thing in our society. And that ties into this podcast. Now, 
this this podcast, before I bring in Dimitri, this episode is not Love Island. We're not talking about Flavor Flav here. It's not that type of episode. Now, we're going to be talking about relationships, a.k.a. dating, dating life. And funny story, uh, if you haven't ever watched the, the Jubilee episode, YouTube channel Jubilee episode, I was in online dating versus traditional. Go check that out. One of my favorite episodes I've done with them. And, uh, you know, social media has changed the game in dating. And let's be real here. Let, let's just be real. People use Instagram as dating. Can we agree on that? I think a lot of people are trying to act like it's not true, but everybody's shooting a shot on IG. You know, we have Tinder, we have Hinge, Christian Mingle, and all that stuff, but IG is like the new form of uh, social media dating. Let's just be real here. But, you know, dating is a big thing. We have a lot of content creators and podcasters and all people on different platforms talking about dating, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. And I said, you know what? No need to fear because I am here. It makes sense for me to talk about it. Relationships, like I said, is a big thing. Everybody's talking about it. I saw a lot of big news blowing up, celebrity news, Twitter news, breaking about relationships, whether it's marriage, relationships, or whatever the case may be. And it's a big thing in our society, and we need to talk about it. And I haven't really talked about relationships on this podcast. A lot of people want to know about my love life, want to know about me behind the scenes. You know, you have met Natalie. She's been on. Uh, she's my my current girl. And, uh, you know, but I have been single for many years. I've been through that phase of using Tinder and all that stuff. And especially as a young person, you know, we have it hard right now. You know, it's hard finding a partner. It's hard, hard fighting companionship. And, you know, whether you see the value in relationships, uh, we all need it, you know. At some point in our lives, we all look for a partner. We all desire a partner. We all want a relationship. And so I thought, you know what? Let me bring out my sig- my signature charisma. Let me bring out the mic. Let me bring out the personality and talk about relationships. So we're gonna we're gonna be hitting a lot of hard hitting topics, and we're gonna have fun though. You know, like I said, I'm trying to do something different with the podcast. I, I've I love doing the hard-hitting stuff, but I want to have fun. I don't want people driving on their way home from work, stuck in traffic, hearing about some, you know, awful news story. You know, I want to have fun on this. I want to have meaningful, fun, enjoyable, comedic episodes. So this episode is brought to you by Inflation. That's right. This podcast is not free no more. I am charging people to listen for $5,000. I got bills to pay, people. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's always, it's always going to be free for now. But nonetheless, uh, let's get into the episode. Like I said, Dimitri Lifelong, uh, buddy Lifelong friend. He's coming back home. We're going to be talking about this. And, you know, just before we get into it, I have some cool things. I've been auditioning for some cool projects. So hopefully I could share some uh, details soon. I actually have a couple guest appearances on other platforms, other podcasts. So when that comes out, I'll definitely share the word on that. So you can check that out. Um, you know, I want to be a little more open. You know, I feel like as much as I enjoy this podcast, a lot of people may want to know more about me per se. And I, w- I want to start doing that. I want people to get to know the man behind the mic, the most charismatic man. That's much more to me than than what meets the eyes or the ears. You know what I'm saying? So uh, without further ado, let's get into the episode. By the way, Zoe Zaldana, I did hear it through my agent. You was calling me. So don't worry. I'll get back to you. But nonetheless, I digress. Let's get into the episode in three Two. I didn't say one yet. I, I didn't say one. Let, let's slow your roll here. All right, let's start again. Three, two, one. And uh, coming live from New York, rain in is pouring. The old man is snoring. All that good stuff. Um, and uh, you know. We was talking about this, me and Dimitri was talking about this last week. We was doing uh, something unrelated, but this is a topic I haven't really talked about on this podcast. Surprisingly, I've I've talked about some of the things involving this topic in in terms of like uh, media, uh, headlines, news stuff, you know, blown up on Twitter, but I actually never sat down and had a conversation, uh, you know, to the ladies, to the young men, to 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 the to the worldwide audience about relationships. Uh, you know, with the rise of Kevin Samuels, the rise of the Andrew Tates, all of these social media influencers who are life coaches. Um, it's a big thing in our society. Relationships. Everybody looks for them at some point, whether it's friendships, dating, 
uh, family. Everybody's also always looking for relationships. And I, I thought it'd be nobody better to do it with than having Dimitri come on and talk about this. What's up, man? Hey, hi. What's up, man? What's going on? You know, like I said, we both have different dating histories. You've been in long-term relationships. I have, and this is actually my first long-term uh, relationship more than, you know, four months. Um, you know, we, I'm sure we've both used dating apps, Tinder, Android, like this stuff. We use social media slide in the DMS. I think we're all guilty of that. Um, but there's much more to relationships. And there's something that I've seen podcasts, I've seen influencers, I've seen life coaches talk about, and I want to get into it because there's so many opinions on relationships going on that a lot of people don't have a voice of reason. And I think as the most charismatic man in entertainment, it's my duty to inform people of the realities of dating. So let me ask you, Dimitri, you know, I, I want to ask you this, this, this first question because it's fun. It's not controversial, but my first Jubilee video, online dating versus traditional dating, they actually accessed this prompt. It didn't make the final cut uh, for the video, but I actually want to ask you this because I see this, this phrase and this word thrown around way too often. Love at first sight. You know, we've all heard it. We've all probably know somebody who said it before. Um, let me ask you, do you think love at first sight is a real thing? Do you think that's a, a made up term or do you think that's real? You know, I, I wouldn't really call it love at first sight. You know what I'm saying? I would say more so it's like attraction at first sight because you can't say, oh, I, I knew I loved her from the first time I saw her. That's not true because you don't know her. You know, to love somebody is to know them, is understand them, you know, flaws and all. So I don't think love at first sight is a real thing. It's more so attraction at first sight, interest at first sight. So I can see somebody and say, wow, you know, they're very attractive. You know, they pique my interest. Let me go see what's up. And I could say I knew from the first time I saw her that I knew I wanted to get to know her, that she was somebody I wanted to get to know versus me saying, Oh, I loved her. No, nah, that's to me, that's not true. I don't really agree with that. No, I agree. I, I, I hear this work all the time. And it's usually people using this, this excuse for doing outrageous, stupid things in terms of dating. Look, I think the key word in this is sight. You don't love somebody after, you know, uh, that that instantly and if you do it's usually because you have low self-esteem and, and i'm not trying to make fun of nobody with that but this whole love at first sight sight thing is lust it's not love you can't love somebody on the first sight you see them that, that's just not happened because that's the case you know everybody i'm not gonna get too much in that i just find that that phrase thrown around way too much especially on podcasts and uh, dating coaches and stuff like that which leads me to the, my next point and let, let me say this too all of this is going to tie into the major key point, Marcus Houston, but we're not going to get to him yet. I, I want to, I want to diverge into relationships a little more. Um, but let me ask you, you know, society has changed. Relationships has changed over the years, especially when our grandparents grew up to now technology, uh, the way how people behave, just society and culture is all changed. So the dating game, the relationship game, the marriage game is all different. Um, but I, a lot of people feel like social media has ruined relationships, ruined dating life for many people. Um, I'm one of those people. But let me ask you, how do you feel about social media and, and, and dating? Do you think that they both correlate to each other and, and it's unhealthy? Or do you think that it's just up to people to make better informed decisions when it comes to social media and dating? I think... <clears throat> People, people should not pay social media any mind when it comes to, you know, relationships and dating, in my opinion. Um, I think, I think social media plays two parts when it comes to dating and relationships. On one hand, social media is a tool for you to meet people. So if you're somebody that, you know, frequent, you know, social gatherings and clubs and, and parties and concerts and stuff like that, you can use social media to meet people. On the other hand, nowadays, when you're scrolling through the explore page on Instagram or you're scrolling through, you know, your homepage on TikTok, depending on how you engage with it, all you really ever see is relationship, you know, content now. And then that can have a negative impact on the way people think, because what these people are saying on social media, that's not real life. I think it's important for people to base their perceptions on, you know, men or women in relationships and love 
on their own personal experiences and not what people say on social media. Even people who are listening to us talk about it, like we can give you our perspective, but that is not your experience. That's not your life. And even me, I had to kind of sort of detach myself from, from that because that's other people's opinions. So their opinion does not have to be the basis for which how I approach my relationships with women because that can ruin everything. Because nowadays, it's it we have this illusion of, you know, there's so many people out here, you know, it doesn't matter that, you know, I just broke up with a girl because I could just find 10 more just like her. That's not true. Because it's 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 cool to have an abundance mindset, but at the same time, it's like you'll mess up a good thing by listening to those types of people. Yeah, it, it you know, I say social media, especially TikTok. I used to say Instagram, but I say TikTok because TikTok is the place that's starting all these stupid trends that people are doing to 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 make to for people to compare their relationships to. For instance, just like this whole new trend going on where, and it's usually influencers doing it. You know, people who probably have some type of means or having somebody who can afford to do these things. But there's like this thing going around where people, uh, either the guy or girl in a relationship has two pieces of paper and they write two things on it. So one could be go shopping at Louis Vuitton and the other people be going vacation to Europe. And so the partner don't know which one it is. Obviously, sometimes they probably have it written on the back. So they choose whichever one they want, but it's supposed to be like a blind uh, thing in a relationship where you just pick out what you want to do with your partner. And then next thing you know, you see them flying to Europe, first class, business class, and all this stuff. And people see this stuff. And the reason why I get upset about well, I'm not really upset about it. But one of the reasons why I feel like relationships suffer nowadays is because a lot of people watch these type of content and wish that they have that type of lifestyle. And unfortunately, a lot of people can't afford that. I think more people need to realize that stuff it's just a, a facade. It's a, it's a fake cage. People are acting like they have it like that. You know, there was an um, a influencer who actually went viral who did a whole piece about this where she was doing uh, travel uh, and leisure um, type of uh, content. So when you see her, she was dressed down in Louis Vuitton, Dior, all this luxury stuff. And, you know, you, she showed you her apartment is massive, it's huge, chandeliers everywhere. I mean, nice cars, and she actually did a, a piece about it because she um, she ended up stopped uh, doing influencing, and she showed the behind the scenes of everything. She wasn't living like that. She was using her friend's place to record a lot of her content. A lot of the stuff she was buying, or the stuff she was wearing, she wasn't actually buying. Um, you know, and, and 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 that's the thing people don't realize. People don't realize this. There's more to the story than what you see on social media. But I think social media has also allowed people to just reach out, which is why. Uh, you know, marriages are suffering nowadays. People getting divorced after a year or two uh, because, you know, you see better options on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever the case may be. Um, but this also leads me to my real next big point. And it's not really so much about social media, but it is. But it's about the influences, the people who, who occupy this platform. And when I talk about people, you know, like I said, uh, you have the Andrew Tates of the world, uh, Kevin Samuels, rest in peace to him. Uh, Derek Siobhan, um, he was a big uh, guy at one point in, in relationships. And there's so many other people who do relationship uh, advice. Uh, they cater to that type of sector of uh, uh, content creating. Let me ask you, because like, like I said, you know, Andrew Tate is one of the most talked about people on the planet. Um, you know, when Kevin Samuels was alive, he was, a, he was one of the biggest people on the planet. Um, what do you think about social media influencers or, you know, people who quote unquote focus on relationship advice? Uh, do you think they are a good thing or do you think it's, it's one of those things where you just take it with a grain of salt? It could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. It really just depends on how you take it. Um, I've heard Andrew Tate say things that wasn't a lie. Like there are things that he said that was true. And then there's other things that he says that, I don't agree with because again, he's Andrew Tate. He's wealthy. He lives a certain lifestyle. So he could afford to just be cavalier, you know, with women and just, you know, throw them away and then just have, you know, five more to take their place the next day. So I can't, you know, listen to everything that he says. Again, it's really just food for thought. I would say somebody like Kevin Samuels was probably by far one of the more positive ones. Um, maybe the way that he would, you know, uh, how should I say? Um, like his verbiage would be harsh, 
But at the end of the day, when you really listen to him, and especially because for me, after he passed away is when I actually started like letting his videos play. I'm talking about the longer form, you know, videos where women would come on and they would talk to him. A lot of that is educational and informative for men and women. You know, um, again, the message might not have been, you know, the most sensitive, but at the end of the day, it was the most real. And it sucks that a man like that is not around because I felt like he really meant society good, you know, um, with the work that he was doing because somebody had to do it. And he was someone that was very realistic versus, you know, let's say uh, Andrew Tate or let's say some of the guys from the, you know, quote unquote manosphere or, or red pill community, those guys. You don't really want to listen to them, but someone like Kevin Samuels, you know, you listen to him, but it's important not to put too much stock into anything and to focus on yourself and your personal experiences with the opposite sex. Right. You know, I I have a lot to talk about when it comes to all of this stuff. And I'm going to start off with this. There's a reason why these type of people um, exist, and it's because they cater to people who are trying to operate the dating world. The dating world is just a mess. Everybody, you know, you see on social media one standard, that, but then when you, in real life, you see a whole completely different standard. Um, I know people, like, this not a, I'm not here to debate whether Tate, uh, uh, Tate and all of these people are uh, relationship experts, but I can understand why, like Kevin Samuels made a lot of good points. Andrew Tate made a lot of good points. Uh, but again, you have to take their, their advice with a grain of salt, usually because your experience in dating is going to be different from theirs. You know, whether you, if you live in the middle of Iowa, you're not going to have the same access uh, to to women as someone like us who live in a, a metropolitan area. Or if you're a high earner, you're going to have more options than somebody who works in fast food. No disrespect to anybody in that type of field, but everybody's bracket, everybody's situation is different. Let me start off with that. And second of all, the, another reason why I say you got to take their advice with a grain of salt. Now, let me clarify something. I said Derek Siobhan, the dude that murdered George Floyd. I'm not talking about him. I don't think anybody needs to take advice from him. But I met Derek Jan. And there's been a lot of stories of uh, 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 relationship gurus, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, content creators. This guy was popular when I was in early college. I was hearing about this dude on Facebook every day. Um and he was a big, he was a big influence. Uh, he did a lot of uh, paid sponsorships for for relationship ads and all this stuff. And he was a big name in the community. Then it turned out, and, and let me say this, I didn't mind him, but he was a panderer. He was one of those dudes that would tell, he would give advice that was very outdated. He was telling dudes, you got to pay for every date. You got to do this. You got to pay the rent. You got to do this. You got to do that. Uh, you shouldn't cheat on your spouse. You shouldn't cheat on your girl. Yeah, yada yada yada. A lot of outdated stuff that he wasn't even following, and that's why you don't you don't really know. You may not know who this guy is because he fell off. He fell out the face of the earth because he was pandering to people. He was making a lot of money, charging people hundreds to thousands of dollars to be a client, and then it turned out he had a wife and I think a child. And he was cheating on his wife. He had a whole mistress. He wasn't following any of the advice he was giving to people. Uh, this dude was just having a whole double life that he was living. But when you see him on, on Facebook and Instagram, he was talking about destroying happy homes, not to cheat on your significant other and, and, and that type of advice. But then, you know, it, it found out he was getting his, his mistress pregnant and he's been having affairs for a couple of years. I mean, it, it, that's the problem for me is that a lot of these people don't practice what they preach. And on top of that, I think one of the reasons I, I brought this up and I'm, I'm going to ask you this because this, this ties into this. So this uh, TikToker, of course, I had to. You knew it was coming. The TikToker was coming up. Um, so there's a lot of TikTok influencers who do dating advice. And this girl um, who, I'm not going to lie, she's a, she's a pretty good-looking good girl. Um, she, let me see, what was her name? Her name is Freeman. Uh, she lives in Brooklyn, um, and she does dating advice on TikTok, and she went viral um, for making videos about men paying for dates. Um, so she went on to talk about her, a lot of people calling her a gold digger because her view is um, men need to man up um, and women should not be paying for dates. Men are obligated to pay for dates um, and if a man does that, then he doesn't truly value the women 
uh, in his life. Um, and she equated to that the way how she grew up, having both parents in the home and seeing how her dad treated her mother. So her, um, she's not a huge influencer per se, but she, she has decent numbers. But she's basically telling men that, uh, you know, well, she's telling women, don't settle for any man who don't, who can't afford to take you on a date. 50-50 uh, shouldn't work. And if you do 50-50 with a guy, uh, he's not worth your effort. Um, you shouldn't even see him. You shouldn't, he shouldn't even be in the same presence as you. Um, and this girl's serious. Now, you look at her, you kind of... You kind of understand. This is a certain type of person. Usually, people from LA, I see that she kind of fits that criteria, um, where she usually she uses her looks um, to get what she wants. I'm not saying that's the case with her. I'm I'm just coming up to that my conclusion based of what I've seen from this woman. But let me let me ask you, what do you think about that? Because this whole 50-50 debate has been happening. We've seen celebrities chime on it, regular people chime on it. Um, what do you think about 50-50? Do you think that's, uh, in this day and age, 2023, do you think that's outdated? Do you think that's, uh, should be more accepted? How do you feel about that? Well, I think Steve Harvey, uh, recently, I think he, he was on Shannon Sharp's podcast mm -hmm. and I didn't watch it, but I kind of have a vague idea of what he said. And he said something to the effect of it's a man's job to take care of a woman hundred percent, you know, according to him. And I remember when we talked about Lori Harvey, Damson Idris back in January, I think either you or, or Adrian, one of y'all said that, you know, what Steve Harvey says is like outdated or, or you know, one of y'all says something, you know, along those lines. And I think that was, you me. know, everybody has their opinion. You know, I think I, I can't say whether or not it's, is right or wrong for someone else. I mean, because if it's right for them, cool. I think it's important that, so if a woman feels that she's entitled to a man taking care of her hundred percent, all the bills, food is brought on the table. He's taking care of everything, buying her clothes, financing her whole entire lifestyle. Then she should just find a man that shares those same ideals. Um, do I particularly agree with that? It, it really just depends on where I'm at in my life. And if I'm in a position where, you know, um, I can take care of certain things and yeah, sure. I don't have a problem if she's my woman, but, whatever it is that she's doing for me or what I feel like I'm getting out of that relationship has to actually be worth it because relationships are, are transactional. So she doesn't get all of that just because she's my woman, you know what I'm saying? And if you're going to be in a relationship with me, then there are certain things that you are going to do for me if I'm doing all of that for you. So um, it's just on people to just, again, find those that share those same, those same ideals. So I can't say, whether it's outdated or not, because clearly if someone else believes that, then it might be outdated to me or you, but it's still up to date with them. It's still, you know what I mean? You know, uh, like, like a, like a modern, you know, mindset for them to have. So, you know, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. I, you know, this whole 50, 50 traditional versus the news, new school way of thinking. I, the only reason why I say it's outdated is because there's a lot of issues, you know, from the generation Steve Harvey grew up. And I'm not saying it's it, for them back then, I'm sure they look at it like, like that. But look at all the unhealthy marriages that many people grew up in. Uh, how many grandparents uh, are together because they, they were forced to? That, you know, back then it was normal to just stick it out with their partner, whether they was beating you, uh, you couldn't leave the house, you, you couldn't have any friends. That was just normal back then to have that type of mindset. The problem with now is, you know, one, I, I just went grocery shop, right? I, I, I mean, the amount, the, the amount of money I'm paying for groceries, it's a mortgage payment. Um, you know, I think people have to realize times has changed. Uh, the money, you know, you could work at a McDonald's, you know, 40 years ago and buy a house. You can't do that now. You can't, you could barely pay rent doing that. Um, and I think the problem with Steve Harvey, and I was actually going to get to him. I don't think he's a bad person, but people shouldn't listen to people who obviously have a different tax bracket than them. Steve Harvey has the money to do that. He can take care of his wife. He has the access to money and all that stuff to do that. But realistically, not a lot of people will make that type of money, you know, to go on a date. For instance, you know, I'll use this example. Um, just a regular day out. Me, me and Nally, we went to uh, the Spy Museum in uh, downtown Manhattan, right? It was about $125 for, for the two of us, right? That's just one day. That that's for two hours of fun, right? But you also got to remember that you got transportation, you got food, and, and that's one day. So if you want to do that multiple days, yeah, there's some free stuff too. But eventually, 
you do you go out a couple times a week you, you basically paying rent payments every 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 week going out um and i think that type of outdated uh that type of thing i wouldn't say it's outdated i just think that the days of doing that is long gone now you can always find somebody who's tailored to your your preference I think a lot of people mess up relationships where they try to get with people who clearly are on the same, uh, a different wavelength. If you don't want somebody who's going to depend on you for, you know, financial support, then don't date that type of person. And that's one of the reasons why I hated dating in LA because LA was more about what you're going to do for me financially than it was about dating. Uh, New York is kind of the same way, but you can really it's not as prevalent as LA. LA's dating scene is horrible. It stinks. It sucks. But I mean, depending on what you want, if you want to become a sugar baby, LA is the place to be. So anybody listen to and you need some advice, go to LA if you're trying to get in that path. But, um, you know, what Steve Harvey said, it's like the same thing you see a lot of these rappers talk about. Uh, Birkin bags. If you don't buy your girl a Birkin bag, you ain't a real man. You know how much Birkin bags cost? Um, I mean, the... the I just feel like people need to be careful listening to people who have millions in the bank, who earn millions a year. Um, you know, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company is going to have a different way of thinking than someone who has th two or three jobs to pay bills and stuff like that. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, Steve Harvey, I don't necessarily say he's outdated. I just think that term of having to pay for everything, if that's the case, then if I'm paying for everything, I could realistically say, hey, I need you to cook me a hot meal. But again, we're living in a society now where people don't want to be traditional anymore. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but in terms of traditional, let, let's get into the real meat and potatoes of this. Um, and this is something that caught my attention years ago. We've talked about this, but I, I really want to break this down and get into more of it. Marcus Houston, um, you know, he was in You Got Serve. Uh, you know, he 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 did a lot of collaborations with B2K. Everybody knows B2K, I hope. Amarion, uh, all the Lil Fizz and all of them. Marcus Houston. So he, you know, he came out recently defending himself, you know, because he couldn't handle the trolls anymore. Uh, so Marcus Houston was 38 years old when he married his wife. Oh, yeah, I know you're probably one in 35, no, 20. Uh, you know, 30, no. Uh, oh, 25, no. Um, 21, no. Um, 19, yeah, close. Uh, she was uh, 18 when he married his wife. Um, and he knew her when she was 17. So, uh, this sparked a huge debate with a lot of people. Age uh, and relationships. A lot of people say age is nothing but a number. Some people think it's uh, an excuse for people to prey on. Uh, people uh, regarding their age. Um, how do you feel, you know, after a week of, uh, of us talking about that, you know, a week removed, are your opinions still the same about Marcus or has it changed? My opinions about Marcus Houston have always been the same. Um, he's a guy that I grew up watching on television. Um, that doesn't have a bearing on, you know, my, my thoughts on the situation, but I'm just throwing that out there because again, you know, I always thought that he, you know, it strike me as a cool guy. Do I agree with him marrying a girl that was 18, you know, going on 19 years old? No. Um, I personally find women within five, you know, years of my age and older to be more appealing than a girl that is just, you know, coming into her her 20s because we would have nothing to relate about um, and nothing to talk to you know, to talk to, you know, talk to each other about. Um, so yeah, my thoughts, my thoughts on him, I pretty much, you know, stayed the same. Yeah. Marcus Houston is immature. Get it? Get it? I'm, I'm just being stupid. Um, but you know, I, I get what he was saying about baggage. You know, a lot of people, you know, that's one of the problems with relationships too. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about that before I get to the H thing, because there's another, uh, couple I want to bring up regarding that. But I will say baggage is a huge thing in relationships. And I think a lot of people really need to start taking times um, to to reevaluate where they are in your life and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, I watch podcasts after podcast after talk show after podcast about people's dating life. And, I, you know, I see people who 
obviously have a lot of trauma, uh, a lot of issues that they haven't resolved and they end and out of relationships. I have a bunch of buddies who can't be single for some reason. Every time I turn around, they got to be with another girl, uh, a guy. I, I'm not here to judge. Um, but I, I, I think a lot of people use relationships, uh, use partners as like a cope mechanism they have to fix come in and fix their issues they got to uh you know help them overcome what they what they're trying to overcome and i think that's one of the biggest problems with relationships so i will agree with him on that aspect that a lot of people uh especially as you get older there's a lot of trauma and stuff that a lot of people don't work out and they bring it into relationships and dump it on you um, and then when you when you when you're a celebrity like he is and you have that type of money, I'm pretty sure that's not something you really want to wake up to every day. But nonetheless, uh, let's get to this age thing. I think you know I'm gonna double down on it. I think age is a number when it's not predatory in a way, or yet it's not seen as taking advantage. For instance, you know, like I said, he's 38. She, he knew her when she was 17. Started talking to her as soon as she turned 18 because she even came out and said that. Um, it, 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 I, I, like I said, I'm not here to call him uh, you know, a, a molester or anything like that. But it is grooming. And it, it's like to the point I told you before. I remember you know, in high school when I was coming out of school when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, there used to be a bunch of 37-year-old men, uh, late 20s, uh, dudes in their late twenties hanging around waiting for the girls to come out, and I, I never thought about it. Thought about it until as I started getting older, and I started realizing you're preying on people's naiveness. Um, they, they're probably coming from a single parent home because I, you know, I, I grew up in the projects, and my school was near the projects. So a lot of these girls, uh, a lot of people I, I was friends with, didn't have a two parent household. They was probably looking for a father figure. They, they, you know, people were looking for. Uh, a relationship, somebody they can, you know, uh, confide in. So when you have somebody that much of a big age difference come to you, I'm not saying she had a father, a daddy issue, anything like that, but I think it's very predatory for uh, someone of his nature, uh, famous, rich, although it happens all the time, to marry somebody fresh out of high school, especially when he knew her when she was out uh, in school. So that really means to me, that he knew that he was going to take her home, but you know he he couldn't do it when she was seventeen. He had to wait. He had to wait a little bit. Um, but this also came to my attention because there was a TikTok couple um, that went viral, and I, I just heard about this uh, last week. So this woman is sixty-two years old. And, you know, I like my my elders, right? Sixty-two years old. Her boyfriend is not fifty. He's not 45, not 40, not 35. He's 25 years old. Um, again, 25-year-old dating a 62-year-old woman. Uh, what, what do you think about that? What are the ages? The dude is 25 years old, and his girlfriend is 62. Um, I wouldn't date that high. <laughs> Me personally, I, you know, I, she's... Six, she's in her sixties. I mean, she'd have to be a really good-looking sixty-something-year-old for me to even consider doing that. But that, to me, to me, that's too high. You know, me, I, I draw the line at like again, you know, the Carrie Hilsons, the the Nia Longs, the Regina Halls, the you know Sherry Headleys. You know, those those types of women that I grew up watching, you know, on television because you know they're very attractive. So that's probably like the highest you know that I go. But it it would really boil down to those particular you know, women, um, but they're both adults, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, um, I can't really say whether it's right or wrong for them, but me personally, I wouldn't engage, you know, in any sort of relationship with a woman that's in her sixties, because I know what comes with that. So absolutely not. And, and, and that's, and that's why I wanted to bring it because that situation in the Mark Houston, Houston situation is basically the same thing, just in a different way. Um, Again, I, I mean, 10 years from now, um, this woman is my mother's age. Um, and 10 years from now, he's still going to be a young guy. Does he they won't be to... together. I... They they will not be together unless she's like some super rich, rich woman or something like that. They won't be together because no man is like really is going to be wanting to be messing around with some grandma looking ass woman. That's disgusting. 
and and and, and that's the thing. It's because that that the age really is it, it plays a, a factor in people's dating life. And a lot of people say age is just a number. That's a little crap because we we all date for a specific reason, which is why if you want to start a family, you don't date somebody in the eighties. You know, you know, if you're looking for somebody who's on the same level, if you're trying to buy a home, you're not going to buy somebody on their deathbed. So I think for this situation, it's one of those cash grabs. You see this all the time. The young, hot person dating an elderly old person is because they see a cash cow, you know, like I said, She's in her 60s. How many more years? God forbid, I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to throw no negativity at her. But realistically, how, how long do you really think she's going to be alive? Um, and this reminds me of, I think it was Madonna, if I'm not mistaken. Madonna or Cher, one of those older uh, pop stars. They were in their late 60s, early 70s, dating a 20-something-year-old person. And I, I just look at it. I'm not hating. But I really, a lot of them, I'm sure it's probably they're looking for companionship. But realistically, from the guy's perspective, and if the roles are reversed, I say the same thing. But it's it's a money grab because you look at you know you look at the age and you're like really, really like this 25 year old dude couldn't find anybody in their 20s. And I'm not saying she's ugly, but she's 62. So really, do you really think she's walking around looking like Beyonce? No. Uh, but I think. It's more so the fact that they, they, they're in there to take advantage of the situation, you know, probably get their name on the deed, uh, get their name in the will, uh, you know, maybe get a little credit cards in their name, probably get a couple cards out of it. Um, I always look at the, the age as an ulterior motive. I really, I don't think a lot of people date that much in age difference just because of love. I, I think it's a lot of crap. I think when money is involved, people will always throw that out of the window, <clears throat> huge heffener. Um, do you agree with that, or do you think it, it really, you know, as long as they're adults, they can just do whatever they want? Once you get to a certain age, you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, uh, for the most part, it's like I said, you know, before I said what people feel about Marcus Houston and his his wife is not going to stop them from doing their thing. You know, um, if it's legal, you know, saying sure. You know, but obviously, if they're like 17, 16, 15 years old, they can't do that because it's illegal. But if it's a 25-year-old and a, and, a, and a woman that's in her well into her 60s, people can have their opinions about it, but it's not going to stop, you know, two grown-ass adults from doing what they want to do. No, you're right. And you know what? That's why me, personally, I don't give out. I, I used to give out relationship advice. I don't do it no more because people don't really listen to it. People don't really care. And at the end of the day, people are going to make their own decisions. But... Like I said, I, I think what type of relationship advice have you given? Um that you don't give anymore because people don't listen. Like when people like in regards to you know looking at a potential partner, like for instance, and that's why I use LA as a prime example. I used to I used to work at the front desk at my gym overnight. So I used to encounter, even when I was dating Ali, I used to encounter a lot of good looking women. A lot, right? But dudes would come up to me. Hey man, um, can you get her number for me? Um, yo, you know her, right? Uh, what's her IG? Can you give it to me? And I'd be like, you know, I've talked to them. You're not exactly the person that uh, they're looking for. And if you want that type of person, just realize that comes with a certain territory. Meaning, a lot of like I said, in LA, a lot of people are dating for financial purpose and not so much about love. And I think, you know, a lot of people get so caught up in looks or desperation, uh, they're lonely, that they make these irrational impulse decisions. And, and I right. just... so you said, so you're saying that, so some guys will come up to you and ask you about a certain girl and you would tell them that, that these guys are not what she's looking for. You said, yeah, like they, 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 they... see, see, I, see, that's where, that's where you're wrong at, man. And I, I don't agree with that in a sense of if some guy he's interested in her, then go for it, go for it. Don't tell somebody not to go for something that they think that they want because whether she's interested in them or not, you can't tell that to them. That's not for you to say. You really, you got to stay out of that. That's why I wanted to know what kind of relationship advice, you know, are you, are, were you giving? Because that to me is not, no, like 
stuff like that, I draw the line at that. You can't, if someone says, yo, man, I like her. Like, you know, I think she's attractive. You know, she seems like she's a cool person. You know, maybe I might want to talk to her. You don't tell this dude, oh, you're not what she's looking for. Get the fuck out of here. Don't, don't tell him that. No, no, no. Don't I didn't say anything. Just be like, well, hey, if you want to, why are you telling me? Go and talk. That's all I would say. I would say, go and talk to her. What, what, what are you telling me this for? Because uh, that's, that, that's the type of advice I would give. Why are you ask, asking me or talking to me about her? She's over there. Go ahead and talk to her if you're really about that life. You know what I'm saying? But I would never tell somebody to not pursue something that they say that they want to do because I would not want to stop somebody from, from, from doing that. I would never want to be somebody else's roadblock. You know, on the heels of that, you know, let, I, and I want to circle back to what you was talking about, the, these, the, the um, Andrew Tate and all that stuff. I think one of the reasons why they're so successful is because there's a lot of people you know, who are struggling. A lot of people don't have a, you know, coming from single parent homes, foster care like myself, uh, self identity issues, lack of self confidence. A lot of people don't have somebody in their family. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't have friends or family or somebody to, to, to guide them when it comes to relationships or just life in general. So a lot of people, you know, growing up in the projects of me, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, this reminds me of a podcast, but I'm gonna get to that in a second, but there was a lot of, uh, people who glorify the street life. And a lot of people, when you're coming from a single parent house or your mom may be too busy to realize or whatever the case may be, but, you know, I, I knew a lot of people who who looked up to the people in the street and, you know, they looked up to them as, as a father figure or mother figure, whatever the case may be, and they grew up thinking that was the way to live a life. I, you know, I got to find a partner who, who, who do certain activities on the side that they shouldn't be doing, or they've learned uh, certain principles that really aren't healthy. And I think so many people going through life, you know, if you don't have a lot of self-confidence, if you have a lack of, uh, uh, you know, if you have a lack of self-esteem, uh, you let anybody walk all over you. And I think that's why so many people listen to Andrew Tate's, listen to the Kevin Samuels and all the other big relationship gurus because they're that person in their life that's telling them how to operate. There's a guy on YouTube, Coach Coach Wayne. I used to watch him, not not for relationship advice, but just to see uh, how he used to give dating advice to people. So he had a, a part of his YouTube channel where people would write him letters and he answered it on the channel. Now, he keep them, their names anonymous, but he used to give guys advice that way. Oh, you taking this girl? Oh, she's for the streets. Uh, Oh, she didn't let you hit on the first date. She for the streets. Stuff like that is harmful when you're telling dudes, oh, you know, if you don't get access the first date, she's for the streets. You got to kick out and stuff like that. It's a lot of these people are giving out harmful behavior, but because you don't have that father figure, not everybody has a Dimitri who's going to tell them what they need to hear. A lot of people um, don't have a New Yorker in the, in the air to tell them the truth. New York is one of the most blunt places I know, and I'm from here, and I love that people just tell you, they don't shit coat nothing, they just tell you, yo, bro, this A, B, C, D, they don't give you the run around, and a lot of people don't have somebody to guide them, so, so many, like that girl, for instance, that I brought up, that's the only reason why I was giving advice, because I could clearly tell she had no idea what I was talking about when I was talking about not everybody wants relationships, she don't know, she, I think she was, she was, what, 22, but she's only been one guy for a couple years, she's super religious, so she don't, she don't drink. She don't go out to parties. She don't know what this this new dating game is like. You know, a lot of people out here just using each other for financial gain, for free trip and a free lunch, free dinner. She don't know everybody. A lot of people doing the friends with benefits. She don't know a lot of people don't want a serious commitment, especially at 22. So I think that's why the Andrew Tates and them are successful is because there's a lot of people who just going about life without somebody to guide them, which is why so many people, uh, when you hear about the Marcus Houston's, just in general, but the, the older guy dating the, the teenage girl or the teenage boy dating the older woman, it's usually because they're looking for that father figure or mother figure that they never had. So they're looking for that, that relationship and somebody else. And I think that's why relationships suck so much is because, like I said, you know, Marcus Houston, when he talked about baggage, I think... Uh, Baggage is not just kids. It's the fact that a lot of people need to work on themselves before they get in relationships. And so many people jump in and in our relationships don't take care of themselves. You know, they, they, they got cheated on the last relationship. So what they do a month later, they get another boyfriend or girlfriend and dump that trauma on them without working on that. And I think so many people really need to figure out who they are, be confident, 
and then relations will be a lot better. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, like it, that confidence comes from experience. You're not going to get a job and then all of a sudden be the most confident person in there because you don't have the experience. But then you fast forward a couple years, you're going to have some experience under your belt. And then that's where that confidence within yourself is going to come from. I'm not guiding anybody. Like, and here's the thing, like a lot of what I know from relationships is not because somebody in my life told me this shit. Not really. Like a lot of that comes from myself. Everything I just told you, I didn't quote not one person. That all came from me. So it's not that I had a father figure or somebody who was from New York. Like, nobody, like, yo, honestly, like, I'm really, I'm really trying to think, like, I don't remember the last time I got, like, sound advice that I wanted to hear. And it's like, from what I said earlier, that, that's something that I would, that to me is sound, like, advice. Like, you know, which I will call it that, which is, again, like, if you're going to block her, just make sure you can live with that, bro, because I know how much you care about her. That's it. That is simple. Like, you don't have to be from New York. Like, you just have to be a good friend. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to live, like, I, you know what's funny? That that comes with living a certain, like, enough life. You know, is what I said before. Like, a woman who's super young, she hasn't lived enough life yet. Right. That's that's what I that's what I would want to I would want to hear. And because I know what it's like to lose somebody that I care about over, you know, me being stubborn or because I was trying to protect myself is why I could I could tell you, all right, you know, if you're going to do that, cool, but I know what it's like, you know what I'm saying, to, to lose your girl. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, Especially right. to watch her with somebody else. So if you're going to block her or if y'all going to break up or if you just don't want to be her no more, just make sure that's something you really want to do that. You really want to do that and you can live with that down the line. Because some niggas, again, like, they make those types of, they make those types of decisions and they can't live with that shit down the line because they live to regret it. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, that shit didn't come from, you know, nobody else. All that came from within myself. But you know what, though? It, and that's what I said, everybody, because for me and you, it's different, you know? But a lot of people, you know, I think being in the entertainment industry also made us grow up a lot of faster, which is why we probably sound a lot older than we are. But I think a lot of people that also don't, don't haven't had, because we're still young. We're not, we, you know, we don't, we don't got a family set down, mm-hmm. working in the workforce for 40 years, but we've allowed ourselves to go through some of the things that a lot of people haven't even touched on yet. So I think for me, what I would have liked, first, I'll say this. My mom, the reason why I'm the way I am is because my mom is a very unemotional person. You know, mm-hmm. she has her moments, but she, when, whenever she, a guy will approach it, they either come correct or she didn't talk to him. So for me growing up, my mom's never had like a stable boyfriend ever. I mean, I'm not saying she was bringing guys in, in and out the house. No. I've rarely seen a guy cross the door. And I think for her, it was because she had a lot of self-respect. She had a lot of, she grew up a certain way. So there was a certain way she wanted to run life. And I think that's why I'm the way I am because I've never looked at a relationship. Like I need one. I don't need it. I was, before I started dating Natalie, I was single for six, seven years. And I loved it. I didn't, I didn't need somebody every day to wake up to a call just because that's how my mom raised me. And that's how I saw my mom. She didn't mm-hmm. need somebody to wake up every morning to make her feel special. I respect that. No, I respect that. Cause me, I was just going to say, you know, um, it didn't really come from being an actor or, you know, entertainment It's just because it was always inherently within me to learn from the things that I go through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all the girls that I've ever dated, like, even if let's say it was short term or the long-term girlfriends that I've, I've had, I always, I think about them sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And I always think like, all right, so, you know, why didn't it work out? Or, you know, why did this happen? Why didn't this happen? And, you know, what did I, what is my ultimate takeaway from it? Like I I said years ago, I've dissected those relationships like a dead frog because I just have that analytical mind where I'm just going to analyze, you know, why certain things happen. So that way, when I get in the next situation, I'm not going to make the same types of mistakes. So, and that's, that's just because of me. I can't even, you know, pinpoint it from my family because there's not one relationship in my entire family that I ever looked at and admired. So I've never had, you know, that example in my face ever. There's, I can't, I can't name you one that, that I actually respect. Right. So it's because it's because I want to force that from myself is why I'm like, all right, if shit didn't work out with her, how can I make it? So that way the next time I'm in that situation, then it can go a little bit smoother. You feel what I'm saying? 
Yeah. But, and you know, and that's why this all ties together. Social media, that's why a lot of these dudes, they, and, and women too, because there's women, you know, dating advice people out there. But that's why they make so much money because it's a lucrative business. I mean, people spend top dollar to be on Tinder. People pay top dollar just, you know, for, for, a, late, for a dinner date. And I think a lot of people, I think if they, and I, I, I get it, everybody, everybody's different. Not everybody can go the, like go through life like me and you. Some people, they need somebody. You know, I, I I watch, I listen to podcasts where people at fifty are still looking for a father figure. So I get it. Everybody's different. Not everybody because people got a void there. Because right. it, it, and it's not sometimes like I'll say like there are some people that yeah like they can't function without being in a relationship. Like there are those types of people, right? But then there's others where it be a void. Like and that will happen when you get used to somebody being in your life for an extended period of time. That's like, let's say, you know, you and Natalie break up for whatever reason. Y'all live together. Y'all been around each other for a certain amount of time. So let's say if all of a sudden she, she, you had to go without that, you don't think you feel that something was missing from your life? Mm, uh, Nigga, stop lying. Uh, stop, stop, stop. Uh, you, no, no. You, you are a goddamn liar. If you would say you've been with your girl, for two, we say year and a half, two years. Yeah, year and a half to two years. Y'all live together. You're always around her, and if you broke up tomorrow, you wouldn't feel like there's something missing. Oh yeah, in your life. That's what I. That's what I asked. For like you. a couple weeks, but <laughs> I wouldn't. I, hey, I, I'm I'm just saying because you have to, you have to be able to admit that yo, that shit is real because we are interpersonal beings. It's not like we 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 fucking procreate asexually. No, you need somebody else to do that. We are we are on this earth and we we're built to freaking be in pairs. That's that's just who we are. So I don't knock people for wanting that because yo, it's a great feeling. Who the fuck wouldn't want to have somebody that they can love and love them and be able to get that shit back? Especially for us as men, there's a certain energy that we get from women that we can't get from other niggas. No, like, yeah. yeah, I could I could talk to you about, you know, like whatever it is I want to talk to you about, you know what I'm saying? But it's that's like that's like bro energy. But right, the, right. The, the type of energy that you get from a girl, there's no comparison. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like it's like a softness to, to a woman when you, when you talk to her and stuff that like I prefer that over a guy. Like, yeah, I you know, I got number like, you know, niggas in my corner. That's cool. But like I get tired of that after a while, you know, so when you when you. When you see dudes, you know, flexing to get girls and stuff like that, I don't even be knocking them because I know what it's like to just, you know, have a girl. You know, I I get off of work or I'm at my friend's house. It's 1130 at night and, you know, I'm driving back home. So I'm calling her on my way home and then we on the phone till we go to sleep. Then I know I'm going to see her on this day. We go into the movies and then going to the movies with, with like going to movies with your girls way better than going by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just no comparison because to me. Society now, and I feel like you're kind of part of that where society now is like they 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 push for the you know being unemotional and I yeah, you know, we broke up, but I'm only gonna be like that for a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, that shit is cool, and you could try to be like that. I mean, I'm I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for you, but for me, it's like, yeah, I could I could try to, you know, not care. But if she was somebody that I, I really cared about at some point. It's going to show up as it's, it's it's going to set in whether I wanted to or not because when you see me get in a relationship with a girl, it's, you don't hear me talk about girls all the time. And when I do come to you and I'm like, "Yo, there's this girl and stuff like that," and blah blah blah, it's because it's serious. Right, right. So, so if I feel like that, it's because it was real. So for me personally, it's like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, say, uh, you know, if I broke up with her, I'm not gonna feel like something is missing because I was with her. I met her in June of last year. We broke up in January. Something, I still feel like something is missing, even though she was in my life for a short time relative to, let's say, my other ex-girlfriend, but she meant a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I wasn't able to kind of protect myself from myself in a way. You get what I'm saying? Myself, who was protecting myself? Because I said in my, I said in a video, a reaction I did of the, of the episode of Bel Air, where um is, is the season finale of season two of Bel Air on Peacock, and the, the the character Jazz, who was Will's best friend, he tells Will he was like, "Yo, like I feel like I I'm I missed out, I messed up like like the best thing that ever happened to me." 
And when he said that, I was like, yo, I feel you. Because in this day and age now, niggas will say, oh, yeah, you'll find somebody else. No, nigga, because there's only one Percy. There's only one me. And it's the same thing. There's only one Natalie, and there's only one of my ex-girlfriends. So what the fuck I look like saying, oh, I'm going to just find somebody else and just fill that spot? Fuck that shit. I had something real with her, and it meant something to me. So when I say that shit out loud, don't fucking tell me, oh, you could just find somebody else. I mean, yeah, that, that is true, but that shit don't make me feel fucking better about losing her. Right. You see what I'm saying? So real friends will protect you from that. That's what I, that's what I'm saying, because it to me it's it's more because I'm I'm just a real dude and I'm not I'm not afraid to tell say how I really feel and that's how I felt. I, I you know what I I think the reason why society is doing that, um, is because like I said we see that uh, there's someone close to me I, I I would try to divulge a little bit but I just for the privacy I won't but this one close to me I know, who grew up with two parents that despise each other. They stayed married, still live with each other, but they never got divorced. They stayed with each other for some odd reason. They don't eat together. They don't sleep together, but they stay together. And it's, it's impacted the whole family. So some family members have a lot of anger issues. Some are desperate to look for somebody to fill a void. They're very desperate. Um, and I'm not trying to say that in a mean way, but anybody that give them a little attention, they cling to. And I think that's, I think that's why society they seen the generation trauma for how many, you know, how many stories we hear about grandparents who, you know, they was beating on each other, doing all this and that, you know, how many of our parents stay together despite all of the, the violence and stuff that they endured because society has made them say, Oh, you stick together for the children. But that, but doing that is also making children unhappy. You know, like, you know, it reminds me of the conversation we had with Emmy Roback and her husband. You know, I know you were saying that, you know, when you find somebody that makes you feel like a child again, why not go explore that? You I didn't say but, that. Well, oh, 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 I know what you mean now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't say it makes you feel like a child again. But I no, said, no, no, yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. I said, I said, if, because I said how, if, <laughs> if, if I was working somewhere, if I was like, you know, media guy or some shit, and then I got to work with Lori Harvey for a freaking extended period of time, if I feel like she brings something to the table that like, and this is only in the event that, like, my wife is not doing it for me anymore. Or if I'm not passionate or enthusiastic about my girl anymore. Yeah, why the hell not pursue that? But, yeah, yeah. And I think that situation, too, that's why I was speaking more of the fact that, you know, just I think that's why so many people are doing that. Where they're not, you know, they just breaking up, easily getting divorced. I mean, nowadays you're seeing people getting divorced, like, after two years of marriage. And I think some of the problem is the options social media has made it so where you can just DM somebody and say, Oh, you know what? Screw her or screw him. I'm going over here. But also think that a lot of people just aren't putting up with the nonsense anymore. For instance, if you know, I, I think, like I said, when you build the bond with somebody, yeah, it's, it's, it hurts to lose them. But at some point you also got to realize some people just because you have a bond with somebody don't mean you're, you're, you're together. And I, I, it's an extreme example, right? And I know you all laugh because I, I, I mention this this person's name all the time. But Ted Bundy, how, how many women, mm -hmm. when this dude was on trial in prison because they loved him so much, they were still clamoring for this man? Like, and it's because that bond that they had. And don't get me wrong, I understand it. But this dude was murdering people. You telling me, you know, I get it, you know. But and I think that's that's what society is doing. In a negative way, I also see the, the the impact where relationships just aren't treated as sacred anymore. People are just losing their... I, I heard a study, people are losing their virginity as early as 12 nowadays. I mean, I don't know what's going on with our society, but I, I just think that relationships, I think more people just need to work on themselves. Because like I said, I, I, I see these podcasts where a lot of these women in their 30s there's one podcast particular, uh, Daily Wrap-Up Crew, where these guys interview multiple different girls, whether they're famous or not. But, I mean, some of these girls talking about, they praise, I just watched the episode where this girl was praising drug dealers. Oh, yeah, I need a drug dealer type of guy because he he gets that money. I'm like, yo, you in your 30s talking like this? What are you talking mm -hmm. about drug dealers? For? Like, and, and, and th that's the thing. I'm not saying every woman is like that. I'm not saying every man is like that who think like that. But right. so many people... I, they have a lot of trauma. They have a lot of baggage. Another girl was openly admitted to sleep with a married man, not mm. caring that it was destroying his family. It's like people just like lost all principles and just whatever nowadays. And I think our society, I think it needs to be a balance. Like you can work on a relationship 
you know, I, I think so many people are quick, especially if you get married. You get divorced after two years, unless we're talking about real, like domestic violence and all that stuff. That's different. But just over petty arguments, you 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 on Instagram tomorrow? I'm not gonna lie, I'd be I'd probably be a little salty. But at the same time, for me, the reason why I'm the way I am is because I don't view a relationship as a necessity for me. Don't get me wrong, I like being in a relationship. But mm-hmm. me and Natalie talk about this all the time. She was the same way. If we was to break up, I'm sure we'd cry and all that stuff. But you can't force somebody to be with you. And at the same time, her happiness is not indicative on me being there because she had a life before me. She'll have a life after me. If let's say God forbid something happened to me, she's gonna have to live. And that's right, yo, to, hold, hold on, I just gotta take a piss real quick. Hold on, bro. My bad. Uh, My bad. But yeah, you know, um, you know, this is a good episode. Like I said, you know. I don't really talk about relationships too much, but I, any other final thoughts you have, Demetri? Because I, I know like, let's let's make let's make it look like we're we're the Kevin Samuels and Andrew Tate's. You got any advice for people? I don't. I don't have advice for people. If I said I had advice, that'd be contrary to everything that I said this whole entire time. I'm setting you up. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just I just say, yo, just make your life about you. Your life is not about other other people. You know, life is what you make it, and if you try to make it what other people, it's like, it's like you try to paint your life with other people's paintbrushes and other people's colors and stuff like that. It'll never be to your liking. So, you know, forward your own path, you know, have the relationships that you want, have your own opinions, your own thoughts, your own beliefs, and you live life based on those ideals that come from you, not other people. And that's my thoughts on that. Beautifully said. And let, let me, you know, if anybody takes anything away from this podcast, it's not we're we're not trying to dog anybody here. We're not trying to, you know, tell people what to do. It's more so my my opinion is this people, um, you know, enjoy life and and learn how to be self dependent on yourself. I think a lot of people seeking validation from social media, from these life coaches, from these content creators, this, these influencers, because they don't have that, that presence or that, that person within them, to not to 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 not pay attention to that. So, um, if anything, like I said, you know, work on yourself. Always work on yourself. We could always learn. We could always improve. Everybody have you know things about themselves or qualities about themselves or trauma about themselves that they're trying to work through. So there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has it, and uh, you know, life is all about a journey. So make that journey like Demetri said about you. You know, nobody can steer the ship that you're trying to go. So if you want to go somewhere, you got to stay in your own ship. So with that being said, like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand. Thank you, Dimitri, for coming on, cursing up a storm, but dropping some gems, and we'll see you in the next one.